super grateful to be with you guys today. And uh, yeah, we, we are continuing to invest energy into our relationships to be the best we can for ourselves, to bring the best out of ourselves and to, to help to really bring the best out of each other. And we've been having some, some great conversations and you guys are, um, we're always learning from you and we are here to, to grow with you. That is, that's the whole intention, the whole purpose of this podcast is to be able to come together, Deanna and I, to have an opportunity to share a little bit, but really to learn from you guys, to hear your insights. So we encourage you, whether you're on Zoom with us or you're on Instagram Live, to share your comments, to share your reflections, to share your insights of um, your own relationships and insights that you've had and transformation that you've experienced in relationships and also questions that come up throughout our time today. We love questions and we love to engage with you. We're so used to running workshops and trainings and retreats in person. We're so used to being in person and, and feeling your presence and feeling you with us. And so we're, uh, we're grateful to be feeling that through the, the ether, through the internet. And uh, we love when you engage with us. It's, uh, it, it brings the podcast to life. So um, yeah, so, so last week we started talking about trust and we were looking at it from the perspective of if someone has broken our trust, how do we, how do we engage with them? And, and how do we work toward rebuilding trust with that person? And today we're gonna look at it from the other side because I know a lot of us can relate to this and a lot of us have experienced this. Probably every person in the world has experienced this, um, if not once, many times. What, um, what do we do when we have broken trust in a relationship? What do we do when, when we broke an agreement, whether that's a small agreement or a big agreement, what do we do to, uh, to amend that and to be able to rebuild that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. um, oh, an important topic. I actually just got goosebumps when you said that. Um, yeah. You know, because it's it's so powerful. You know, if, it's like if we stepped out of integrity with, you know, how we said we were going to show up or how we want to show up, um, it can be so devastating to a relationship. Um, but to know that there's actually steps that we can take to show up and rebuild, um, rebuild trust, you know, that it is something... You know, I've, I've thought in the past, like, is it possible to rebuild trust when it's been completely broken? And then I've, I've actually like, deeply like, questioned that in past relationships. Like, is it possible? Like, one, is it possible? Two, is it worth it? You know, because it can be, be a long road. Um, but I remember when you were sharing with me these five principles, it's like, okay, there's actually a process that we can step into that can support us in um, how to how to step back into integrity and how to, to really show up for the person that we've broken trust with. And like you said, whether it's something really little, like a little broken agreement, or if it's something that's really big and deep and um, potentially devastating to a relationship, mm -hmm. how can we, how can we show up and begin to rebuild trust? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we were talking about it last week that it's, it's really the, the success of a relationship is built off of a strong foundation. And we're really looking at the, the integrity of our agreements, the integrity of trust, the integrity of the way that we're interacting in, in, in our relationship, you know, is the foundation. And, you know, asking ourselves that question, it's like, okay, if, if I'm looking at a rickety building, I remember Deanna and I in, in Big Sur, a couple of years back, we were uh, hosting a retreat there. And, we, um, 
we went down, we, we, were, we were going, our, uh, a client of ours, a friend of ours was taking us on, he had this old military Jeep and he was taking us through the mountains of Big Serves, kind of like, you know, felt like we were in Jurassic Park, we were back, back in time, you know. And we, we went over to this one cliff and we could see this old house that was built on a cliff and that there had been some landslides and it was obviously very dilapidated. It was slowly making its way yeah. to the edge of the cliff, this house. Yeah. Right, right. So Which is like, some relationships are like that. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. Like if, if you don't, um, if you try to build something on a foundation that's not strong, yeah. then it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's impossible actually. Yeah, yeah. So it'll break down at some point. And so to rebuild or to build that foundation um, from the get-go. Yeah, to recognize when it's sliding and to really look at, you know, what we can do if there's, if it's salvageable, if we can do something, really look at what we can do to take those steps to rebuild that foundation. And so we're, you know, it's, a, it's just a, a great little picture. You can imagine a house, it's on, it's on the cliff and it's, it's gradually sliding into the ocean. And, um, and we could see in our lives really trust in our relationships is that foundation. When trust has been deteriorated, we cannot trust to enter into that house of relationship. Mm -hmm. we, we cannot trust our heart to be vulnerable with that person because we're afraid, right? We're, we're, we're rightfully, in a sense, we have that concern. We have that um, self-protective mechanism that's activated that I don't trust that. That house looks like it's going off the cliff or if I put my heart in that, you know, it could really get hurt. And so, so when we look at our relationships and we look at trust and we look at it as the foundation and we've broken it, what can we do to rebuild it? Um, we've got a question coming in from uh, Chimson. How do you build a strong foundation and how long does it take? It's a great question, Chimson. And it's, uh, we're going to talk a little bit specifically about if we've broken it, regardless of if we've broken it, this is an amazing framework for us to keep in mind. And it's something that creates this, uh, it creates a real consciousness and accountability and a responsibility around our word. And it's often said that our word is, is so much, it's really it's what we have in this world. Our, our, our word is, is so much uh, keeping an integrity with our word leads to such a meaningful and um, satisfying life. And breaking our word almost always leads to dysfunction, breakdown in trust and communication and leads to pain. So the small ways and the big ways. We want to look at a framework, how to reestablish that, and also look at a framework for, yeah, to, to stay in integrity with it. And so when we've, we've broken the foundation of trust, when we've deteriorated that, we deteriorate the confidence in our partners, our friends, et cetera, whoever it may be. And naturally, it's going to be harder for them to be vulnerable in their love with us. And we'll notice at that time that their behavior toward us changes mm. right it's one of the most heartbreaking things and we, we see literally one of the most heartbreaking things that i've experienced in my life is is breaking trust or having my trust broken and also aside from in my own personal life to see that in the lives of our community members to see that in the lives of our friends one of the most painful experiences is to see when those agreements were broken when that trust was broken and the ripple effect that it has has this powerful negative ripple effect, not only in that relationship, but through the family, through the community, and, and also into society, it has this effect. And so when we've broken that trust, what do we do? Um, when we see our, 
our partner is more distant toward us. They're less generous toward us. They're, they're skeptical of us. They, they, you know, they're not really sure. They don't feel safe with us. And they're feeling more, or they're feeling more needy or they're more fearful. They're wanting to know every move. They're, you know, feeling this, this, this concern and want to check our messages and texts and are questioning what we're doing and are kind of experiencing this, this fear. We, we, we've, you know, maybe we've experienced that at different times. And so whether we've, um, yeah, whether the breach and trust was small or it was severe, these steps that we're going to talk about today, there's going to be five, the, the five A's. And this is taken from a teacher I'm studying with right now, brilliant teacher, his name is David Moore. Um, he's a, an amazing personality, amazing man, and so gifted at conscious communication and how to be in conscious relationship. And this is taken from his book, uh, Relationships That Work. David Wolf, and he talks about the five A's, um, yeah, the five A's of, of really repairing a broken agreement and, and, and really being able to reestablish that trust. And so partners willing to forgive us, we, we're kind of going through those steps and we're taking those steps to do everything we can to provide that, that right environment for trust to be reestablished. Any thoughts so far, Dee? I'm blabbing a lot. <laughs> I like to hear you talk. Um, I was just thinking when I read that section of David Wolf's book, um, how he was also talking about, you know, this can have to do with ourselves too. Like when we tell ourselves that we're going to do something and we've, we've kind of diminished our own ability to trust ourselves and our own word. Um, and so I, I, li I like you know, in this conversation, like how do we apply this immediately into our life? And whether it's somebody that's in a relationship or maybe you're not in a relationship, taking time off of a relationship, um, looking for a relationship, um, it's something that we can also um, apply to ourselves and how do, how do we show up and follow through with our own word and our own commitments um, that we make to ourselves? How do we, you know, yeah, keep showing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how we grow. Yeah, it's a it's such a great point, Diana. And, and in our uh, in a training that I was in recently, uh, the facilitator asked a question. He said, um, "Okay, everybody in here, you know, over over fifty, over sixty percent, who here keeps agreements with the people that you you know you make that agreement with? Who who here keeps those agreements?" It's a great group of people, you know, pretty high level, conscious, high level integrity. Everyone's like, yeah, easily 60% I keep my agreements with other people. And he said, okay, interesting. Okay, great. Now who here in this room keeps 60% of their agreements with themselves? And every, you know, there was like one person that was like, eh, you know, no, no one was confident being able to say that when I tell myself I'm going to do something, I follow through with it more than 60% of the time. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So somehow or other, there's this accountability when we make an agreement with somebody else, somehow or other, it generates a, a higher level of accountability. I mean, accountability is kind of everything. I was actually thinking about that yesterday to have accountability in our life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, I mean, it helps us grow so much more than I would on my own. You know, that's something that I realized. Like if I, like, actually it's like the same exact thing. Like if I tell myself I'm going to, um, I'm going to study for an hour a day for the next five days, it's like, I may or may not, you know, like most days I, I will and I'll try, but there's like always an excuse or a reason. 
But if I told my mentor, you know, that I'm, that I meet with every Monday, that I'm going to do these five things by the time I talk to you next time. It's like, I know in the back of my head, I want to be able to tell her, um, yes, I did it all. And so that accountability helps me just show up and get it done no matter what. And so accountability is huge. We all, mm. um, if we can invest in having somebody hold us accountable, I, I highly suggest it yeah. or get into a relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of accountability there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. It's like, you know, the, our preparedness for that relationship, are we prepared to be held accountable? If we're not prepared to be held accountable in a relationship, it equals misery. It equals suffering. If we're not prepared to be held accountable, it's going to be something that really stretches us and that really works us from the inside out. So it's something that we, we got to call in. We have to really desire and want in our life. And so and that's like the practice of relationship, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really the practice of how do I become um, more accountable? How do I step into the person that I really want to be? You know, how do I take, you know, I mean, these five A's that we're about to lay out. How do we yeah, uh, definitely. accept responsibility? I, I, totally. Yeah, Satya, she just posted on uh, IG Live, our inner authority must be respected, dot, 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 by ourselves, right? It's like, <laughs> man, it's like, we've got this inner wisdom. We have this inner knowing, you know, we tell ourselves this is really important. And when we follow through with it, we feel the transformation. We feel the power yeah. of following through with the word. It's so powerful, right? And, and in the Vedic teachings, you know, everything, there's so much of the Vedic teachings that ultimately come back down to sound vibration. That come back down to the, mm, power, the power of sound, of right? And so, yeah, so when I speak something, when I say something, there's a power that's there. And when I follow through with my word, it empowers us and it actually yeah. brings out the best of our capacity, a capacity that we didn't even know existed within yeah. our own hearts and our own consciousness. Yeah. So. And before we jump in, because I know we have limited time, I want to say that um, we'll, we'll dive into this when we lay out these five A's, but it's not always that we didn't follow through with our word, so we're a bad person, because sometimes there are circumstances in our life that come up um, unexpectedly that make us, you know, a little bit late for a meeting where we said we'd be there at a certain time, but we showed up, you know, 20 minutes later. And so um, there are also circumstances. And so these five A's, it's regardless of if you did something wrong and really set that of integrity, or if you just, you know, you said something and it you didn't show up the way that you said that you would. Yeah. So whether you did something wrong or not, um, this will help you kind of gain that trust back. Um, and and recenter into that place of integrity within within yourself and in your relationship. It's a great point, Dean. We'll, we'll touch on that as we, we talk about uh, responsibility. So the first day that we're going to talk about today is is um, is acknowledge. And so I'm in a relationship with somebody, whoever that may be, and whether this is a coworker, this is a friend, this is a partner, this is your child, whoever it may be, we can apply this process. The first step we take is we acknowledge. Uh, we look at our actions and how breaking that agreement, it broke down trust and that it caused some type of pain. It caused uh, our partner to feel you know, a little less that they can actually trust us with our word. And so we want to genuinely in this space of acknowledging, we want to genuinely get into the other person's world, get out of our own world, get out of the story, get out of the apology, get out of all the different things that may be coming there. Immediately, we may want to jump forward. I'm sorry. Or immediately, we want to come forward and make it defend ourselves, or yeah. whatever it may be. But no, no, in this first space, this first space, I walk in the door 
And I see, man, she's, she's upset. You know, I said, I was going to be back at five and it's, you know, 545, you know, and I didn't send a text. I didn't do anything. You know, I could see like, yeah, this, this person, it feels like, Hey, like I'm not, I'm not important. I'm not valuable. You could tell me you're going to do something, but it really doesn't matter. And yeah. so let me get into her world. Let me get into their world. Let me, let me see life from their experience right now. And in that space, Get, we're reflecting their emotion. We're reflecting their feeling. We're reflecting what, what came up for them from us breaking down that agreement. Just mirroring what's taking place right there. So they feel understood. They feel acknowledged. They feel that we actually understand that there was a broken agreement there and the, and the negative effect that it had. So that's a, our, our first day that we stepped And into. it's really, I had an experience of this yesterday when I was connecting with somebody, the difference between just like kind of mechanically going through the steps of like, um, I know I hurt your feelings because I told you I was going to be home at a certain time. But like we were saying, like really drop into this place, like where you can like enter into their experience and you can like knowing their psychology and how they work, like well, what would that have felt like, you know, from, from their perspective? Mm -hmm. And so when you reflect, it's not just like this mechanical thing, but it's really like you're reflecting their feelings, mm -hmm. you know, which is what's going to allow them to feel like you actually understand. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I can really imagine, you know, like I told you I was going to meet you for lunch at noon, you know, and I show up at one o'clock and like, I can only imagine what you were thinking. Like maybe you were worried about me. Maybe you just got really frustrated in this triggered an experience from your past. Like, even if like they didn't speak that, just like putting yourself in those shoes, you know, getting out of like, like Vera saying your own, like need to defend yourself or prove that you're actually in integrity or tell a story or even apologize. Like the first thing is drop into like, wow, what this must have been like for you. And that's like, I can, I can only imagine what that felt like. And I, I, I really acknowledge that like, that's intense and, you know, and, and, and my actions did that you know, made you feel like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we're able to acknowledge our partner's experience, their feelings, and they feel, they feel understood, right? Then, okay, from there, they're going to much more likely be able to soften, going to yeah. much more likely be able to even come into the next step of our communication, which is accepting is where we really accept responsibility, right? It's, it's, it becomes genuine. They, they, they begin to trust us yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. You know, when we because have when acknowledged somebody feels them. understood, they, they can stop trying to prove themselves, mm -hmm. which oftentimes, you know, our, our barrier or our, our fight or our frustration is, I just need you to know that you messed up. You know, I need you to know that you hurt me. Like, I need you to know. But once we know, like, once we can feel like they, they get it, it's like, oh, okay. And so there's that, that openness to like, what's next? Yeah, to be able to soften. Yeah, yeah. to be able to, to, to start to soften. And then from that place, then now we next can accept. A. The next A is to accept responsibility for what you did and how it could have created that breakdown in trust. Now, what did we do? You know, what did we do that, and, and, and we just acknowledge that. We recognize I had an agreement with this person. I broke it, right? And oftentimes when we broken trust, we'll give excuses. And sometimes they're really good excuses. And Deanna, you were starting to allude to this earlier. You know, uh, I, I know with Deanna, something that, that's come up for us oftentimes is like living in the Bakke Center, those of, us that, uh, those of you that don't know us and our, our lifestyle, we live in a, a building in Manhattan. 
we have an apartment and a building in Manhattan that's also, it's a cultural center, it's a nonprofit organization that we've been an intimate part of volunteering, supporting, and, and, and uh, I've been directing for the last five years. And so we're living in a building where we have hundreds of people and sometimes thousands of people coming in in a day, right? We have over, you know, we could, sometimes we could have them big, big days, big events that we're having throughout the day. We could have a, a lot of people come to the building. And we have relationships with so many of those people. And so, you know, I'll, I'll tell Deanna, um, okay, I'm going to be home at five. And then I'm in the, the hall, you know, I, I walk out of my office and then I'm in the to hallway. To get from the first floor to the second floor takes 20 minutes. <laughs> right. And I, and it's like, there's anyone that knows me personally, you know, like, I'm not going to walk past, if I know you, I'm not going to just like walk past you. I'm going to say hi to you and I'll give you a hug. and say Give you a shoulder massage. Right. <laughs> Check, Check in, with, in with how your mom's doing. Oh, yeah, totally. Give, give you some love because because that, that's that's what I believe that, you know, our whole organization, our whole center, that's that's the, the basis of it. That's the culture of it. And um, And at the same time, I have an agreement, right? Now I'm breaking that agreement. And so I used to think that, Keeping an agreement equaled not keeping an agreement plus a good story, right? Or not being on time to go and take care of Vera and give Deanna a break. Go take care of our son, whose who's name is Vera also. Go take care of our son, you know, to be on time for that, to give her a break. I used to think that not being on time, right, equal, being on time equals not being on time plus a good story, right? And that's just, you know, our reason for breaking the agreement, sometimes it actually is more important. And most like of the if time- if you're saving somebody's life. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's more important, rarely, right? But sometimes it is. Sometimes something happened and there's no possible way that we could have kept that agreement. We, we couldn't walk past that person in the hall that's crying or there was an emergency in the building and you know someone needed to go turn, turn the water heater off, whatever it is. like. There's going to be emergencies that literally, if you don't do it, the um, the effect of that is is going to be you would have been negligent or irresponsible. The, the the effect of that's going to be worse than keeping that agreement. But more times, the majority of the time, the eighty percent, ninety percent of the time, is that not keeping that agreement is is actually irresponsible on our part. You know that we could have done it. You know, if we were, if, if our priorities are clear and our boundaries are clear, we could have done that. And what it would have done for us is mm -hmm. it would have built trust in that relationship. It would have mm -hmm. built a, a more harmonious, more dynamic exchange in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, no matter what the circumstances, whether there was a really good reason why you were late, mm -hmm. or you know whatever fill in the blank, or um you know, you just kind of lost track of time. The second step is accept responsibility. You said something, um, you said you'd be there at a certain time and you were not. So, you know, whatever the circumstance before an excuse comes or, or the reason why, say like, I know I stepped out of integrity. I told you something and I was late. So totally. what's, the what's the first step? The first step is to acknowledge. And the second step? Accept responsibility. And the third step? The third step we go into, so no matter what circumstances, we accept that responsibility, what we did, and then we go into the account. We can actually go into the story, right? And it, it is just a transparent, straightforward report. This is what happened. This is what happened. But, but, but. We just put that in there. That, that accounting, it's not making an excuse for breaking the agreement. It's not trying to push the blame back on somebody else. It's not, it's none of those things. It's simply accounting the facts of what took place so our partners have a context 
they have a greater context. It's not that you were just like watching TV or staring out the window. Or maybe and, it was that. Or, or maybe, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe that's it, what maybe, it was. Maybe it was that, okay. There but like, th this is just what happened, you know? Yes, yes. And so now it's like, like, again, it's like not making an excuse, but just saying like, I was watching TV and, you know, totally spaced, spaced out and out. forgot that we had a call, you know? And totally. so like, maybe yeah, that's totally. the reality or maybe like yeah. you saved somebody's life because they collapsed in the hallway and because you were there, you could give them CPR, you know, like whatever happened, just like tell them like it is like, this totally. is just, this is what happened. Just so totally. they know they're not wondering, you know, it's just like, this is what happened. And again, it's not Definitely. an excuse. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like you're trying to defend yourself by sharing your story. You're, because you've already taken responsibility. You know that you broke an agreement and now you're just saying, this is why, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from there? And then from there, then we can apologize. And you notice how the apology isn't the first step, which is, mm. which is like our knee-jerk gut reaction is when we do something, we know we broke an agreement. We know we were out of integrity. We know we did something to hurt our partner, our friend, our coworker. We did something that was irresponsible. The first thing is, I'm sorry. Oh my yeah. God, I'm so sorry for that. You know, that's a, a knee-jerk reaction. And it's not complete. It oftentimes doesn't feel complete if you just get an yeah. apology. You know, it's, right. yeah, it feels like there's, there's something that should have come before it and there's also something that needs to come afterwards. You got so it. So apology it, is the fourth step, actually. Yeah, you got it. You know, not jumping right into it. And when we've taken responsibility for breaking agreement, we've acknowledged the effect that our actions had in the, in, in the life of the other person. Then from there, right, we're able to apologize. And then what follows after that, right, is that we're ready to amend. Right from that heartfelt apology, it's, it's, it's recognizing, yeah, I apologize, right? You know, and, and the, the, the defensive part will come out as like, what else do you want? I apologize, you know? But the yeah. person wants to feel heard. The, first, the person wants to understand that- Feel that you understand. Totally, yeah, that, hey, this person really sees that their actions, what they led to, and, and that their actions and, and actually hurt me and, and are hurting our relationship. And a person can trust that. Then and that it's not gonna happen again like i mean obviously like you know you being late i don't expect you to never be late again but it's mm -hmm. um understanding that like it wasn't your intention and you didn't mean to hurt me and you know there was a reason or there wasn't a reason and you take it responsibility for like i just messed up and then you know then the fifth step finally is you make an amend which means you know i i i show up and and tell you with my words like like I, I like I don't want to do that again. Or you know, next time this happens, this is what I'm going to do instead. Or um, right. you could probably elaborate a little bit more. So, but it's basically saying, not just like I'm sorry, but like I'm sorry and moving forward, this is what I'm committed to. Yeah, it's it, it's the the sequence of it's so empowering for the person. Like we're they feel heard, they feel more trust is developing, they feel they, that we understand our actions and how they had a negative effect. They really feel that genuinely. The apology is a natural, empowering place of humbling ourselves, telling ourselves we wanna be better. You know, the person feels that, it's genuine, it doesn't have to be elaborate, right? It's, it's a heartfelt apology for what we did. And from there, there's this powerful place, okay, how do we go forward from here? You know, if, um, we don't want to just, we don't want to put that on our partners, you know, oftentimes like, what can I do? What can I do to rebuild the trust? Okay. There's some things we know I'm going to be on time. You know, we have a meeting scheduled for tomorrow or we have tomorrow. I'm going to be taking care of our son at this time. I'm going to, I'm going to be five minutes early. 
you know, and that, that I'm reestablishing commitment to that, right? That this is how we can amend. And then also, how do you feel? What else do you feel that we could do to rebuild this trust? Yeah, so being open to, feel? to getting feedback exactly. and to, to doing what the other person might need in their heart to feel like they can trust you again. And then you got you know, to actually establish that foundation of trust takes like now you show up, you know, like now, like you yeah. show up five minutes early, you know, because then the worst thing is like you break trust, you tell somebody the amend and then the next day you're five minutes late. You break again. trust again. Yeah. Cause then it's like, no, it's like, don't this do is it. like, and this is like the account of the accountability. This is the accountability part because um, once we say something in a relationship, we're really accountable to show up and, and that's what helps us grow. Again, accountability isn't like, oh, this person's going to get me in trouble if I don't show up. It's, it's that through a relationship, we commit to things that we actually believe will help both of us grow, you know, and, and through that accountability, we begin to step deeper into what do I actually value in my life? Like what's actually important in my life? And, um, and we start to do the things that are, that are aligned with that. Um, and, and ideally your, your relationship is at one of, you know, the highest, highest points of like, what do I value? What do I care about? How do I want to show up? How do I want to grow? Um, what do I, what do I want to do in, um, for this person? Yeah. And this is not just for those intimate relationships, but this is for all relationships. You yeah. know, if I want to see growth, a healthy part of our life is going to be that we are, we're creating agreements that stretch us a little bit. You know, if, if we're noticing, like, we're not committing, you know, we're not creating agreements that are challenging us. We're not growing in our life. You know, if we're playing it real safe, real smooth, I'm not going to agree to it. I'm not going to make an agreement there because I, you know, I don't want to break that agreement or I may not follow through with it. So I play a real small kind of game. No, I want to see how am I in a healthy way? How am I encouraging that uh, you know, taking, um, taking those agreements that help me to grow, whether it's mm -hmm. in work, whether it's with our children, whether it's with our friends, whether it's with our partners, so that those relationships can grow. We are investing more of ourselves in them. And when we follow through with more of ourselves, we build that relationship. And we see that that trust builds, that love builds, the fulfillment builds, the connection builds, everything that we're seeking in those relationships, yeah. we grow and the other person grows and together we grow our vision. It's so, it's so simple, like trust seems like it could be such a hard thing to rebuild, but it's actually so simple. And it's, it's simply following through with your word. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like, I mean, these five steps make it rich. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, really create the container that helps the other person be open to growing in that relationship with you again. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's simply like now follow through, mm -hmm. you know, now keep showing up and mm -hmm. um, yeah, let your actions align with your words. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You know, in this framework, what it does is it's, it's something that it's empower. Like what we're talking about, it's empowering to create that vision and on the other side of it too where if we notice we may have bad habits with keeping our word and keeping our agreements maybe we have some conditioning with it's hard for us to do that it starts to build in that accountability you know it starts to build in that we're going to think twice before we break an agreement because we got to go through this whole five-step process right every time every time we break an agreement i gotta i gotta go so you know what i'm just going to keep my agreement i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna i don't feel like going through all that <laughs> And okay, and, and, and when I do have to go through it, when I do make those mistakes, 
it's, it's, it's an empowering effect that's going to help us to be able to kind of step forward in that relationship. And so a role play scenario, the five steps. <laughs> I you think, have your book with you or I have it in my room, I think. Cause he I, gave I really good examples. I can go run and get it. Yeah, sure. Cause then I can read through it really quickly because we, we wanted this to be half an hour kind of fight. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we could, we could do something D even just you and I, I mean, there's a freestyle we could do easily with it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's simple. It's, it's simple. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I showed up late to, um, to the house. To, that's, that's our thing guys. To watch beer. That's, that's one of my main things. I, I, it's hard for me and, and, and I'm, I'm doing much better at it, but okay. I showed up late. You know, I, I said I was going to be home at five to give Vera his bath and, and to uh, give you a break, you've been mommy, you've been mommy all day. And, uh, and I, it's 5.35, I'm coming back half an hour late without any notice, without texting you, without giving you any heads up. And all right, I'm walking in the house, right? And you know, we're role playing, we're role playing, Dee, I'm walking in okay. the house. And, okay, I um. And you look at um, me. You just, this yeah. is. You probably would. You probably wouldn't say much. You would probably just look at me, and I would. Yeah. And I would know. And then from there, I'd say, you know, Deanna, I recognize. I'm late. It's five thirty-five right now. I said I was going to be home. Um, I said I was home. I was going to be home at five thirty-five, and I recognize that, that. That yeah, like you, you, you seem like you're pretty frustrated about that, and that's you know, that was that was that was uh, insensitive of me to do that, and it's put you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, it left you hanging. Yeah. Okay, so that's acknowledge. Yeah. Now accept responsibility. Yeah, that, that I said I would be home at 5. It's 5.35. I, I accept responsibility that I broke that agreement. Okay. So what and, happened? And where, where were you? What happened, uh, you know, I, I came out of the office and, um, and I saw a community member that was hyperventilating and looked like she was going pale in her face and... I didn't, um, I, I knew like this person's really, really struggling right now. I need to be there for them. Like it would be completely irresponsible for me to walk past this person who's having some difficulty with their health. And so I sat down with her, I talked to her, I ended up walking her around the block, walking her home and bringing her back to her okay. husband. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a, a good reason. Yeah, but you know, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I recognize that, that, um, yeah, and, and I apologize for being late. You know, I know it was, a, it was an extreme scenario and situation, but still, like I, I'm late and I, I could have called you, I could have texted you, I, I apologize that I didn't do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what, what I'm gonna do going forward is that if I have an emergency, I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna let you know that there is an emergency right now. I love you, I care about you. If there was not an emergency right now, I would be down at the house on time. Um, but I really have to take care of this. Otherwise, it's, it would be negligent. And, and is there anything else that you would feel would be helpful for, for us to, um, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, just let me know, you know, if, if something comes up and you're going to be late because otherwise I'm just going to be waiting for you mm -hmm. um, and, and getting a little frustrated. So if you could just let me know, and like, you know, unless it's like a super intense thing, I feel like that would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's the full process. And, and um, I, I also, I, I do want to read through David Wolf's too, just to also kind of lay it out really quickly, because it's super simple. It's like one sentence each. Yeah. Um, so his acknowledge, we had an agreement to meet for lunch today, and I did not show up. 
I can understand that you may feel let down and that your trust for me may be diminished. So again, it's putting yourself in their experience. Like I understand, you know, what what's, might be happening with you. Two, accept responsibility. I said, so again, just saying like, this is what I said I did and this is what I didn't do. I said that I'd meet you at Claude's restaurant at 12 p.m. and I broke our agreement. Mm -hmm. Number three, account. I had a board meeting at 11 that I thought would be over by noon. A special guest was visiting, so the meeting went longer by an hour and they had lunch brought in. I didn't call you until now because I forgot. I was just swept up in, in, in the day. And so again, that's just what happened, what happened. Number four, apology. I'm sorry for missing our lunch date and for not calling you when I knew I wasn't coming. Again, just simple, what are you sorry for? And the fifth one is amend. I commit to keeping my word regarding our appointments from now on and to inform you if it, doesn't, if it does happen that I realize that I will not attend. And I'm ready to hear from you. Is there anything else that you need? And so just like the very simple step-by-step. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we had a great question just earlier and we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up here just in a sec is um, yeah, from Chitty. It's a great, great question, Chitty. Yeah, there it's in real life dialogue, there's gonna be more space. And yeah, there's, you know, we wanna move through accepting responsibility. We wanna move through acknowledging, accepting responsibility, accounting. We wanna move through that because that's, that's like, okay, we, we are, we're coming into the other person's world. They could understand where we're coming from, you know, in that sense. And at the same time, things may vary, you know, when we're acknowledging someone's feelings, they may have a lot of feelings. So we really want to be in that space of letting that be a dialogue, letting them really feel that they're understood, you know, and, and they know that we accept responsibility for it. And from there, then we can go into the account, the apology, the amendment, that those first two steps that acknowledge, you know, really acknowledging how they feel, really being in that space of understanding, that heart-centered space, being in their world, for them to know that you understand what you did caused them pain, for them to be able to understand that. And then from there, then the, the rest definitely flows from that little foundation of trust that we reestablished, that, that loving empathy yeah. really being with and them. If, if you didn't listen to last week, um, last week's episode, we're on SoundCloud. If you just search spiritual relationships, um, because these two go hand in hand, um, last week's and this week's. So um, I really hope this was helpful for you and that it's something that you feel can be easily applied into your, into your relationship to enhance their quality. Um, and such an honor to, to get to serve with you, Vera, and to get to serve all of you. And as always, please um, direct message either one of us. We, we want to speak to you directly. We want to speak to issues that are coming up in your relationship because you are not alone. If you're experiencing challenges, likely um, many, many other people are experiencing those same things, which is really, really nice to know. You know, we're, we're all in this together and um, we want to support you. So please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out. It gives us juice. It gives us excitement. It gives us something to to get to talk about when we're when we're hanging out at the river so um please share what you need from us and, and we'll be here next wednesday at 10. Mm -hmm. beautiful diana thank you guys so much and and let's today let's take our word let's take the value of our word to the next level and let's follow through today what are those agreements that you made to yourself what are those agreements that you made to your partners put those as the front and center of your life right now Let's hold true to those agreements and let's feel the empowerment. Let's feel the positive effect that has the small agreements that we made or 
maybe even the bigger ones that some of us may have made today. Super grateful to be with you guys. Radhe, Radhe.